Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to the CBS Evening News ad-free right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you can have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. This podcast is supported by FedEx. FedEx offers fast delivery, more visibility, simple returns, and weekend home delivery to 98% of the U.S. population on Saturday and 50% on Sunday. With FedEx, you get picture proof of delivery, ensuring you always know where your package is. Returns are simple with packageless and paperless returns. Plus, FedEx Ground is also faster to more locations than UPS Ground. See the FedEx service guide for delivery information. So, what are you waiting for? See what FedEx can do for your business. Absolutely, positively, FedEx. Tonight, explosions and heavy fighting reported around hospitals in Gaza. Israel says it's closing in where it says Hamas hides military operations. The concern tonight for vulnerable patients and sheltering civilians. Here are tonight's headlines. Far too many Palestinians have been killed. The strongest words yet from America's Secretary of State as international concern heightens for civilians in Gaza. Tonight, the fighting nears hospitals that are quickly running out of supplies. The new details about the investigation into those fentanyl-laced envelopes sent to election offices, what one of the letters said. They're intentionally trying to break us. Break us enough to stop elections, and that's not going to happen. Breaking news, the FBI seizing New York City Mayor Eric Adams' electronics, including his cell phone, what investigators are looking for. Sign-stealing scandal, why the Big Ten just suspended Michigan's football coach Jim Harbaugh less than 24 hours before the big game against Penn State. Emergency rooms are filling up with babies in RSV as a new treatment is in short supply. What parents need to know. For adults, it's nothing major, but for an infant, it can be devastating. Ahead of this Veterans Day, we go on the road with a family honoring the legacy of a fallen soldier. It's me, hi, I'm the problem, it's me. And the Grammy nominees are in. SZA dominates, but it's Taylor Swift who's making history. It must be exhausting, always rooting for the anti-hero. Good evening and thank you for joining us. We begin tonight with mounting global pressure on Israel over the war in Gaza and the soaring number of civilian casualties. America's top diplomat, Secretary of State Antony Blinken, joined the growing list of those speaking out 
And French President Emmanuel Macron was even more blunt in an interview with the BBC, calling on Israel to stop killing women and babies, in his words. Prime Minister Netanyahu visiting Israeli troops on this Shabbat, telling them fighting will not stop until the task is completed. Israeli tanks have surrounded hospitals in Gaza City. Israel accuses Hamas of setting up infrastructure in and around those hospital facilities. Palestinian officials say several dozen people were killed after explosions at hospitals and that the total number of deaths in Gaza now top 11,000. The U.N. says the constant bombardment has destroyed or damaged more than 45 percent of all of the homes in Gaza. CBS's Deborah Pata has the very latest in the war, and she'll start us off tonight from East Jerusalem. Good evening, Deborah. Good evening, Nora. The United Nations warning tonight that the protection of hospitals and the delivery of life-saving medical supplies is an obligation under the laws of war, and both, it says, are needed in Gaza right now. And we should warn that some of the images you're about to see are hard to watch. A massive strike at the Al-Shifa hospital grounds, Gaza's largest medical facility. Israel insists Hamas is using hospitals to coordinate attacks and hide its commanders, but sheltering at Al-Shifa thousands of civilians. Their one place of refuge, now a blood-soaked battleground. Reeling in stunned disbelief, this man shouts, they bombed the hospitals. Nearby, a young girl breaks down, crying hysterically, my mom, my father, my brother. Inside, doctors and nurses fight another war, the battle to keep the injured alive, with virtually every critical medical supply running out. Today, at least five hospitals have been caught up in the fighting, including one for children. Here, this video appears to show a pediatric hospital surrounded by Israeli military vehicles. Worn down by war, hunger and exhaustion, civilians flee Al-Shifa too, only to run headlong into more danger. Even the evacuation corridor is not spared. The spiraling civilian death toll saw Secretary of State Antony Blinken issue one of his most direct condemnations to date. Far too many Palestinians have been killed. Far too many have suffered. Adding Israel has to do more to minimize harm. We just can't bear it anymore. A cry echoed by the Red Cross, which says Gaza's health system has reached the point of no return. And questioned by the media, the Israeli military said, we don't fire on hospitals, Nora, but if we see Hamas firing from them, we will do what we need to do. Deborah Pata, thank you. We want to turn now to some breaking news out of New York City. CBS News has confirmed that the FBI seized Mayor Eric Adams' electronic devices this week as part of a federal investigation into the mayor's campaign fundraising. We get more of this breaking news now from CBS's Roxana Saberi in New York. 
CBS News has learned the seizure of Mayor Eric Adams' phone and other electronic devices happened on Monday and comes days after FBI agents raided the home of Adams' chief fundraiser, Brianna Suggs, a 25-year-old former intern for alleged campaign finance violations. Adams addressed that raid on Wednesday. And I just want to com- be completely transparent as what I've stated all the time. I uh, sleep well at night. Uh, I am clear that we follow the rules. But I will support the cons- it's a dramatic escalation of a federal corruption investigation into whether Adams' 2021 campaign conspired with the Turkish government and others to receive illegal foreign donations, according to the New York Times. Eric Adams' attorney telling CBS News tonight it was discovered that an individual had recently acted improperly. The mayor has not been accused of any wrongdoing and continues to cooperate with the investigation. According to Sugg's LinkedIn profile, she claims to have helped raise more than $18 million for the 2021 Adams campaign. And tonight, a source close to the investigation tells CBS News after the FBI seized the mayor's devices on Monday, he found and later handed over additional electronic devices, including iPhones and laptops. Some of the devices seized have now been returned to the mayor. Nora? That's some new information, Roxana Saveri. Thank you. In some more breaking news, we are following tonight Michigan football's Jim Harbaugh, one of the highest profile and highest paid coaches in the sport, has been banned from the sidelines by the Big Ten for the rest of the regular season. The punishment is a result of a cheating scandal that has shaken the college football world. CBS's Errol Barnett has more on the suspension. Boy, this Michigan offense hard to stop right now. Jim Harbaugh tonight has been benched by the Big Ten, banning the Michigan head coach for the team's last three games, including Saturday's pivotal head-to-head against Penn State. The suspension comes after a former Michigan staffer allegedly ran an in-person scouting operation where he sent friends to steal opponents' play-calling signals ahead of games. Do you think this merely amounts to a slap on the wrist? It's a slap on the wrist, and it's more of a public consumption. It's it's embarrassing to Michigan. The conference says it was a violation of bylaws which prohibit off-campus, in-person scouting of future opponents, as well as unsportsmanlike or unethical conduct. Harbaugh's punishment prevents him from being on the sidelines of games, but he can participate in activities during the week. Michigan, which is ranked third in the college playoffs, is undefeated with hopes of winning a national championship. Harbaugh is a former quarterback at Michigan and one of the highest paid coaches in the conference, earning nearly $7 million a year. He spent years as an NFL coach before joining the Wolverines in 2015. If Michigan were to win a national championship, there should be a bit asterisk. Now, for his part, Coach Harbaugh has denied any knowledge of signal stealing, and the school says it intends to appeal this decision and fight back. Interestingly, the coach and the team learned of this suspension, Nora, when they landed in Pennsylvania ahead of Saturday's matchup. What a story, Errol Barnett. Thank you so much. Well, now to those details of those frightening mail threats against election workers. A letter believed to contain fentanyl was intercepted today before it could reach the elections office in Fulton County, Georgia. While officials in California confirmed election offices in Los Angeles and Sacramento were also targeted with fentanyl-laced letters. CBS's Jeff Begay's reports on how authorities are trying to find the suspect. A letter in Georgia is among more than a dozen sent to election offices in at least five states, 
One letter says, end elections now. Another warns of white powder and reference communists. Both featured symbols of left-wing groups. Law enforcement sources say the letters sent across the country appear to be threats to scare rather than seriously harm. They're intentionally trying to break us. Break us enough to stop elections, and that's not going to happen. It quite frankly did the opposite. It lit a fire underneath us. Investigators are working to track down the sender using the messages, symbols, and paper itself, along with examining the stamps for fingerprints to pinpoint the location where the envelopes were dropped in the mail. Right now, the focus appears to be on the Pacific Northwest, <laughs> the scene of recent left-wing extremist activity. Someone is trying to make people fearful as they open ballots, as they respond to routine correspondence. Uh, and this, this is the exact definition of domestic terrorism. Threats like these are having an impact on the volunteers working at the polls. Nora, according to a recent survey by the Brennan Center, one in five election workers has left their job in part because they're concerned about their safety. The threat to democracy. Jeff Pegues, thank you so much. We want to turn now to the nationwide rise in cases of the respiratory illness RSV. A children's hospital in Fort Worth, Texas, says it's seeing 500 patients a day as cases climb. Supplies of a new antibody shot designed to protect infants from the virus are not keeping up with demand. As CBS's Mark Strassman reports in tonight's Health Watch, parents in hard-hit areas like Georgia are scrambling to find the life-saving shots. Little Lucas Cerna's mother was lucky to get him an RSV shot, while his pediatrician still had it in stock. Well, I've just been seeing a lot of, like, in the news, and babies get real sick, so I was like, might as well just do it. Demand for the antibody shot has been unprecedented, so popular, the CDC is now recommending pediatricians like Dr. Jennifer Shu give it only to their most vulnerable patients, infants younger than six months, and those with underlying conditions that put them at risk. We're hoping it's going to really cut down in hospitalizations as well as complications like pneumonia or even death. Why are they particularly susceptible? Their immune systems aren't developed yet. The second thing is that their airways are a little bit smaller. RSV symptoms include a high fever, worsening cough, and trouble breathing, symptoms that can lead to hospitalization and even death. Chris Comstock's 20-month-old daughter, Adeline, got RSV in September. She spent nine days fighting for her life in the hospital. I just remember my wife and I were standing in the uh, hospital room crying, going, what do you do? I have zero control. Sitting in that hospital room knowing I can do nothing to help my child. And then watching her walk and run and get back to health again. You can't put a price tag on the thankfulness that we have. Dr. Shu says with cases still rising in Georgia, she's almost out of shots. Mark Strassman, CBS News, Atlanta. Now to a CBS News investigation. Sports betting in the U.S. is a big business with Americans wagering about $93 billion every year. Recent college sports scandals have raised new questions about the impact gambling has on the integrity of the game. CBS's Jim Axelrod has the warning from the NCAA president about protecting athletes and the game. College football rivalry at its finest. When Iowa took on Iowa State in September, it was five players not on the field who made headlines. They all face criminal betting charges, including Iowa State's starting quarterback, Hunter Deckers. Was he betting on his own team? Yes. 
I mean, any athlete betting on their own events, period, in our world, is, it just can't happen. What about the SEC? Matt Holt runs U.S. Integrity, a company that crunches data for every major college conference to make sure games are conducted fairly and squarely. I think Iowa and Iowa State was a huge eye-opener. I've met with all 97 conferences. But NCAA President Charlie Baker's were already open, especially on a kind of wager called a prop bet. I think prop betting in some respects is one of the parts I worry about the most. Prop bets are side bets made on some part of the game, like will a given player make his first shot? It could be hard to detect if the make or miss is on the level. Out of $93 billion bet on sports legally in the U.S. last year, a staggering $12 billion were prop bets. My concern about prop betting is just that putting myself in the shoes of a young person who's on a campus who has a friend or two that come up to them and say, you know, I love you. Uh, I've always supported you. If you could just miss your first couple of free throws this week, it won't affect the outcome of the game. Our CBS News investigation found 22 states where gambling is legal that ban prop betting specifically on college sports. At least eight states still allow it. We get the fact. Baker, the former governor of Massachusetts, signed the law legalizing online gambling there, except on college sports. I've talked to a lot of coaches about this, and I've talked to a ton of conference commissioners and, and athletic directors, and yeah, they're all concerned. And I think they're concerned about it for the same reasons we are. While the NCAA tells us only there's been a sharp rise in the number of gambling cases it's investigating, CBS News has learned that as of this summer, there were 17 active gambling investigations underway. Jim Axelrod, CBS News, New York. The manhunt for a former National Guardsman accused of assaulting police at the U.S. Capitol comes to an end. We've got the details next. It's harder to focus than ever these days. Thankfully, C4 has reinvented the energy drink game with C4 Smart Energy, the only energy drink clinically proven to provide enhanced mental focus, containing 200 milligram of natural caffeine, a blend of vitamins and zero sugar. It was formulated to support your well-being and help you feel your best, all while enhancing mental focus. From your brain to your body, C4 Smart Energy does it all and tastes amazing. Look for Smart Energy in the beverage aisle at your local Kroger, Albertsons, and Safeway grocery stores. See for Smart Energy. Stay focused. Say goodbye to performance-robbing engine deposits with Shell V-Power Nitro Plus Premium Gasoline. Hate to break it to you, but lower-grade fuel can leave deposits in your engine that build up over time and leave your engine's performance severely lacking. Thankfully, Shell V-Power Nitro Plus removes up to 100% of performance-robbing deposits with continuous use in gasoline direct injection engine fuel injectors. Download the Shell app today to find your nearest Shell station and rejuvenate your engine with Shell V-Power Nitro Plus Premium Gasoline. Fuel up at Shell. After an intense manhunt, a suspect in the January 6th attack on the Capitol surrendered to police in central New Jersey today. Gregory Yetman turned himself in without incident and will appear in court on Monday. The 47-year-old former National Guardsman faces a long list of charges, including assaulting officers. He has denied any wrongdoing. Taylor Swift makes history, music history. That's next. Taylor Swift is capping off her remarkable year making Grammy Awards history. It's me. 
Swift's hit, Antihero, is nominated for Song of the Year, making her the first artist to be nominated seven times in that category. The 12-time Grammy winner is up for six more awards on Music's Biggest Night. This year, SZA leads the class with nine nominations. The Grammys will be handed out on February 4th right here on CBS and Paramount+. On the Road is next with one family's Veterans Day tribute that keeps a soldier's memory alive. It's three o'clock somewhere. Time for a My Mochi ice cream snack. My Mochi ice cream is cool, creamy scoops of premium ice cream wrapped in sweet, pillowy dough. And get this, all of My Mochi's fabulous flavors like strawberry, mango, double chocolate, and cookies and cream are only around 80 calories per piece. Talk about a guilt-free, indulgent experience. Each box of My Mochi ice cream has six perfectly portioned, gluten-free mochis that are great for grab-and-go. So feel good while curbing your afternoon cravings or the midnight munchies. Yeah, you know who you are with the joyfully chill sensation of My Mochi ice cream. Find My Mochi ice cream at Target or visit MyMochi.com to locate a grocery store near you. This episode is brought in part to you by Audible your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, The Coldest Case. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. As the nation prepares to honor the brave men and women of our armed forces this Veterans Day, it's important to remember the sacrifice and the legacy every service member leaves behind. CBS's Steve Hartman goes on the road to tell the story of one Army sergeant who will live on for generations. Here at Arlington National Cemetery, the final lines of 400,000 life stories are etched on marble, each ending sad to someone. But you can also find uplift in these final chapters, as we learn from the family of Army Sergeant Jack Bryant Jr. Jack, who everyone called Jay, was killed in Iraq almost 20 years ago now. It's important for me to let that legacy live on through my kids. Jennifer Souza of Stafford, Virginia is Jay's sister. Go ahead. And her kids. My name is Jada. Her niece. Jayla. They're all named after Jay. My name is Dieter. In one way or another. My name is Paris. Paris? He visited it two days before he passed. I see. None of the kids knew Jay, but they have spent just about every Veterans Day of their lives overcoming that loss. It's like a quiet moment, like we're all together, and it's like, it's nice. It feels like we're right next to him, but uh, he's up. TJ especially has surrounded himself with his uncle's memory. He's got his old comforter, a poster of his favorite musician, and of course, 
pictures. And every year, copies of those pictures get cut, laminated, and laughed over <laughs> as the family prepares to decorate his grave one more time. And Jennifer says it's rituals like this that move those memories across the generational divide. There you go. What do you feel when you see them embracing his memory? It's a, it's a sense of just joy. I, I absolutely look forward to celebrating him on Veterans Day. I've never heard of joy associated with Veterans Day, mm -hmm. but you make me feel it. <laughs> <laughs> Spinning pain into pride, a Bryant family tradition. Steve Hartman, On the Road, in Arlington, Virginia. What a beautiful family and what a wonderful way to remember him. Happy Veterans Day to all of you out there. That's tonight's CBS Evening News. I'm Nora O'Donnell. Good night. Have a If you like the CBS Evening News, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at Wondery.com survey. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts.